Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by John Boy Media. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. We're hitting a couple gimmicks today. We're going to do our 53-man rosters, not predictions, what our 53-man rosters would be. So please don't come responding to us, being like, that won't happen. Um, because you know what? I don't want Nate Nabner on my team. I want someone who could play real football, not special teams. Ooh, starting off hot. Anyways, and then we're going to talk a little bit about 2021 free agencies and giant stories. But Justin, what's going on, man? How you doing? I am recording from my room today. I built a desk in my room, so I'm no longer like recording in my 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 dining area. So I have to kick my mother out of the living room. So I had Chinese food for lunch as well. And I also had the leftover Chinese food from lunch for dinner. So that has been disagreeing with me. So I'm a lot of things are happening right now. I'm in a new situation, and uh, my stomach is currently uh, kicking uh, kicking me a little bit. Uh, how are you? Um, I was doing better before you gave me all that information that I didn't want to hear, but I'm <laughs> I'm doing all right. Just a, a regular Thursday, getting ready for the weekend. I will say this is Corona life has like messed with me. Where Uncut Gems is on Netflix, and that's a movie I've wanted to see. And I've been like, ooh, I can't wait till like I'm saving that for Friday night to watch that. And I'm just like, gosh, this is pathetic. But it is what it is. Lost. I just started rewatching Lost for the fourth time. You now know, I've heathen. never watched an episode of Lost, but I I just judge it. Like I, I'm not. I, I'm never gonna watch that show. I'm rewatching Trailer Park Boys though right now, which is a is a is a classic show. You call me a nerd, and Lost is kind of like a nerd show. Well, perfect. I mean, just fit, fit it, it fits you, and I'm like a meathead, and I like Trailer Park Boys, so we are fitting. You know what people say about us is true, so I, I and I can live with that. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm co- totally cool living up to our personas. We're PB and J, you and me. Nah, I don't know. We're more like ramen and seasoning. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, just, I'm in a disagreeing mode. So anything you say, I'm just going to disagree with this. Episode. Oh gosh. Well, this is, this is the perfect episode to be in a disagreeing mode with because we're talking 53 man roster and, uh, our like very early sketch of a free agency plan. So you just have every opportunity to tell me how stupid I am about what I want this football team to do. Well, <laughs> part of it is, you know, I'm usually like really look forward to recording, but now that, and I'm always just so like work, 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 get stuff done. But the last week or so, it's been like a little like relaxing, you know, watching Netflix. I'm not really like watching a ton of, you know, I'll watch like one. I've been watching one game of Patrick Graham uh, a day. And even then I've slacked on that a little bit. So I've been like playing baseball with my brother and my cut, like, you know, going around throwing the ball and hit the ball around a little bit. Playing NBA 2K. Like I've been very like active, not doing this stuff. And I just like right now, I just want to be playing 2K and just aggravating my brother because he doesn't look to pass. He's looking at his guy with the ball right there on 2K. And I'm always thinking about the next pass. And that's what separates me from him. And that's why I win the majority of our games. Um, the only time he the only time he can beat me is when I I, I just have like too many post players. Like I played with the we were playing with all time teams. I had the all time Timberwolves. And it was so frustrating because I had, you know, Kevin Garnett, Carl Anthony Towns, and Kevin Love. And hmm. who did he have? He had some good big men. Now it's bothering me. I can't remember who it was. Oh, he had the all-time magic. So he had Shaq and Dwight in the post. Yeah. And those guys just weren't able to, like, dominate those guys like they would anybody else. And my guard play was horrible. I couldn't stand Cassell. 
They had Marbury, totally underrated. I was very aggravated. Anyways, um, we're probably wasting a little too much time right now. We're off to a great start. All right, let's let's get into let's get into some gimmicks. Fifty three man roster prediction. So this episode may, and you'll know by the time you're because you could see the timestamp. But I don't know if this episode is going to go an hour and fifteen minutes, or if it's going to go thirty minutes. But let's just do it. Let's get these gimmicks out of the way. Are you are you ready, Justin? One hundred percent. All right, one hundred percent, definitely. All right, let's start with the QB position. We'll go position by position. Justin, I'm only going two. Daniel Jones, and I'm not overthinking the backup. They brought in Colt McCoy. He's the highest paid guy. He has the most experience. Don't talk to me about Cooper Rush's experience like experience with Jason Garrett. I love Alex Tanney. I, I, for some reason, I'm fascinated with the guy, but he's not going to be it. Case Cookus, stop it. I got Jones and McCoy as my QBs. It was a last-minute decision to go with two quarterbacks. I overthunk it, Bobby Skinner. I wanted Tanney to be in there. I wanted Tanny to be in there bad because I, I kind of am all bought in. I am so sold on that Dunlavy report that came out a couple weeks ago that basically said about coach that came to interview for the head coaching vacancy at the time when there was no coach for this for this Giants team, that Tanny was a guy that Jones kind of relied on. And Tanny was a very, very important part of that uh, preparation process heading into each individual game last year. So I bought in. I was like, yes, I'm sold. Even though last year I was like, oh, we have to get this guy out of here. Why do you need three quarterbacks? After that, I was like, yep, let's do it. It kind of worked. It wasn't detrimental last year. Sure, maybe you wanted Tay Davis to stick around or somebody like that. But I was bought in. But it was a last-minute decision. I went with McCoy. I went with Jones. But I'm serious. This is what I would do. But the Giants will carry three quarterbacks this year. That's my – here we go. We're, we're, we're six minutes in. That's my hot take. I don't think they will. Um, you know, Belichick has never kept two, and I just – the Cowboys haven't. I don't I don't see them carrying two. And as much as I am, like, part – like, two QBs um, – a two QB guy, especially when the third guy is someone like Cooper Rush or Tanny who would be available if, if there is some kind of emergency – I will miss I will miss Tanny when he is inevitably cut from this team. I will. For he's just become like part of the Giants experience lately. Um when I say lately the last 2 years, but I feel like he's been part of the Giants experience. And I think there's it's he kind of fascinates me. I'd love to talk to him one day because he was like the middleman between the all-time QB of this franchise and the new guy in Daniel Jones and I I would love to talk to him about that that dynamic one day. But yeah, we'll get um, used to it. Get used to it. The Tanny train is still going to be rolling 2020, I'm telling you. I don't think so. So, who 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 are your QBs? Jones and who else? McCoy. Okay, Jones McCoy. Okay. All right, running backs. Saquon Barkley, obviously. Do you have Dion Lewis as the backup? Yep. All right, so for the third one, I'm going Javon Leak. I've been on the Javon Leak pre-draft. I like Javon Leak. He doesn't have a lot of uh, of mileage. I think he's got potential. He's got big playability. And I am very off Wayne Gallman. I have I don't believe in Wayne Gallman. If you look at any game where he's gotten a fair share of touches, it, it hasn't really been good um, these past couple of years. He's had fumbling issues. And when he did get an opportunity this year, he got hurt. I'm, uh, I'm definitely off on Gallman. I don't think he really offers anything like special. Um, so I'm going Javon Leak as the number three tailback. Now, this is going to be a camp battle. Like, this is 100% going to be a camp battle. And I think, Bobby, now, Bob, let, let me ask you this. 
are you like 100% like I want Javon Lee key is the number three guy or if Gallman has like this preseason in camp that wows us and he shows us something different would you be more open or have you just seen enough I mean, it's the third running back spot, so I would be open. And I don't I don't think Gallman's like a total bum. I don't ever think he's going to be pe- who people thought he would be. Um, so I'd rather give the young guy a shot. But you can also, like, I think Leak is going to be on the practice squad. I don't know if anyone would want, would steal him. Now, maybe they would because running backs do get hurt. Um, you know, and the, like that third running back spot, is, it just gets moved around a lot. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be throw a fit, but I definitely right now have Leak over Gallman. Yeah, I have Gallman third, and I have Leak, and I made sure I had the note of Leak on the practice squad. Now, practice squad spots, they're not guaranteed because if Leak is, you know, maybe as good as some people think, or as Bobby's kind of saying, if he maybe has a good little preseason, another team can scoop him up. You hope that's not the case, but why I put him on the practice squad and why I like, hey, that's kind of like a guarantee, like I want you there. It's because I, you you are pretty much going to have that one guy that you have on the practice squad as a running back. They're going to be coming up and they're probably going to be seeing some kind of playing time at some point in the season. So, but I do have Gallman third. I don't know, Bobby. I was watching his college tape because I'm with you where it's like, yeah, you know, Gallman has showed us enough to the point where you're not excited. Uh, some people get very excited. Some people still get like very, very excited about Wayne Gallman. They talk about that Washington game, uh, week four Washington game, the first game where Saquon was out. Where he had less than four yards for carry. <laughs> they talk about a glowing he, That league. was not a good game for him. He just had two. T- he had one walk-in <laughs> passing touchdown and like a pounded yeah. in touchdown. That was not a good game from Wayne Gallman. And he fumbled in that game too. Yeah, but people talk about it glowingly, and that's the thing that kind of gets people excited about Gallman. And I'm not going to discount the experience. I'm not going to discount. Also, I'm not going to discount Leak's uh, uh, Leak's lack of mileage as like you know a guy who believes in analytics. I, I I I love that stuff. Give me a guy that has ten college carries, and if five of them are touchdowns, great. I prefer him over a, a guy who has nine hundred carries, like freaking AJ Dillon. I almost prefer that. So. I think it's going to be more of a battle, and whoever the best man is, best man wins, that's going to be my third running back, but I'm going with Gallman for right now. And I think Leak will have a good preseason. Fullback. I'm going surprise. I'm not high on Penny. I want someone who is a fullback, not a transfer for, from tailback. I want someone who's a fullback. I'm going George Aston. We got him from Pittsburgh. No one's really mm. talked about him. Guy is freaking yoked, and he is a fullback. He plays fullback. like He played fullback in college. So I'm giving him the nod, but it's more I'm just not high on Penny more than anything, honestly. I have Elijah Penny down because he likes my stuff on Twitter, and he also had a really funny joke today on Twitter where he said, if you owe me $10, I don't want $9, and don't give me $11. Honestly, one of the funniest tweets that I've seen because it was very random. Someone just owed him $10. That's what the deal was, and someone gave him 9 um, like don't complain about or 11, someone Elijah. or like, someone gave him 11 and he complained about it nobody gave him 11 <laughs> because he wouldn't complain if he got 11 so i'm going george ass all right wide receiver this is where it gets a little fun shep slayton and tate are guarantees so you got three now some may say five some may say six i am going with from the undrafted free agent class austin mack and Derek dillon mack i think is just a, he's a like a decent route runner. He's got good ball skills. I think he knows how to work the sideline. I think he's someone that 
you know, you're not afraid to throw a contested catch to. Derek Dillon, I just want to see that guy give a shot of speed. Corey Coleman, I really battle with this. I just, I want Corey Coleman to surprise me, but I'm not, I'm just not banking on Corey Coleman at this point anymore. You know, it was already like a project um, going into last year and then he tore his ACL. I hope he comes in this, but for the sake of conversation, I'm not going Cody Core either. I'm not valuing special teams in this 53-man roster. I'm going the kid out of West Virginia, David Sills, six foot three. My man can jump. Whoa! I'm surprised he never made the roster last year towards the end of the season. I don't know what the deal is with that. Daniel Jones has even like had like some after practice like extra time with David Sills. He's a big body guy. We don't have any big body guys on this team. You know, Slayton can go up and get it, but he's not like a your traditional big body you know guy. I'm going David Sills. So I'm carrying six wide receivers, Justin. Yeah, I'm carrying six as well. Uh, Benjamin Victor's the first guy off the practice squad for me. Out of all the undrafted free agents, he's the guy that like impresses me the most. But simply for fit, I didn't have him making the 53. I have Coleman. You know that that promise of Coleman, and no matter what you think of that Shermer coaching staff, you know you would you would hope to think that they're not purely idiots. And the promise and the hype that they saw in Coleman that he was going to be a starter over Slayton last year. Now Slayton, you know, he had a he had a slow start towards the beginning of 2019 in terms of his his rookie camp and his spring, but Coleman was going to be a starter. Uh, and and this is next to Shepard and Tate. That's debatable though. He wasn't like slated as a starter. I think it was going to be a battle between Latimer and you know Russell Shepard and other guys. They had him hyped though. They had him hyped, and I was hyped for him too. And I, yeah. I want to be. I'm just I'm telling myself to not jump on the hype. And if he is like good, then I'll I'll allow myself to be excited. If he has if he has a good first preseason game, I will move him from not on the roster to the fourth wide receiver, just like that. Or even if he's having a good camp rumors, like just I don't even need to see the preseason game. If we're getting those, you know, the beat yeah. reporters saying Coleman making plays in camp, I will I will give him the opportunity over any of these guys. I just want to see it first. Corey Coleman's going to be uh, catching passes from Alex Tanney and McCoy. He's going to be catching those passes early on in camp, Bobby. I can I can see it right now. So he's so he's slated in as my number four as of right now. I have Derek Dillon. I have Derek Dillon. And even though I said Benjamin Victor is the guy that impresses me the most, Derek Dillon is that pure speed guy. And if you get him in open space, he's very, very dangerous. And now he can even be a, even a, a, a return man as well. And that's not something that Victor can bring to the table. You know, Victor and, and Slayton are very similar body type-wise. Um, so we don't necessarily need that that bigger kind of lankier kind of guy. But we kind of need that speed guy. Derek Dillon can bring that to the table. And Cody Core. I do have Cody Core. He can pass. He can, he can catch the ball a little bit. And he also plays a good special teams too. I had Cody Core like he was the fourth guy written down. And then when I got to the end, I was like, man, I want David Sills on this roster. And I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to cut Core out. Just for, Yeah, I feel just bad about fun. leaving Austin Mack out. I'm not valuing special teams in this. I want to talk about guys who play football on offense and defense. And you know what? Now, I know we do have a special teams coordinator as a head coach. But let me say this. I hate when people say special teams is a third of the game. It's not. It's not a third of the game. See how many plays are played on special teams versus offense and defense. It's not a third. It's just not. Yeah, I think I don't know if we've ever said this on the podcast together, but I know we've said it separately on like but when we were both on our separate shows. I hate talking about special teams. I hate it. Me too. I enjoyed our our uh, our best franchise punter 
conversation. I thought that was kind of fun. I love talking about kickers, punters, I'll talk about, but like gunners, I don't want to talk about gunners. <laughs> um, and this is, and, and, another, and I think another thing that breach, breathes this is it aggravates the crap out of me. And it's like when people who are like, you know, you know, the people who are just overly negative and they're just negative for the sake of being negative, but they'll go, I will say though, I will be positive about this. Cody Core has been a very valuable <laughs> member of this team. He has been the best player at his respective position. I, I cannot stand when people do that. It's so annoying. It's like, just shut up. Just say you to say that the, the team sucks. Don't be like, oh, wow, Cody Core has been an invaluable addition to this. Like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. It aggravates the crap out of me. Um, So that's that. Tell us how you really feel, Bobby. All right. All right, tight ends. I think this will be easy for both of us. Ingram, Caden Smith, Levine, Torlolo. Any, any, uh, anything, anything else? No, I'm really, really excited to see how they're going to use Torlolo. Um, they, they need, they need to use him. They need to. I will be very upset all year. The one thing that I will be upset about, you know, at at the nagging point that I will have this year is if they don't use Levine Torlolo, Torlolo enough. Well, it depends on how good the other two are. Um, now I I will say I was close to making Kyle Markway the fifty third man on the roster because um, I went I, what I did and we'll see like I went through like the depth at every position and then there was you know there's fifty guys so I have three other people to place in Kyle Markway I like a lot but I just thought with the strength of that position and other people I just I thought I thought uh, I thought I'd leave him on practice squad for now so we agree on tight end all right offensive line the easy ones Thomas. Will Hernandez, Nick Gates, Kevin Zeitler, Nate Solder, Cam Fleming, Shane Lemieux, Spencer Pullian, Matt Parrott. That's nine. Do you have any – like, those guys are all on there for you, right? No. Who's not on I there for tra- you? I am trading away Spencer Pulley for a six-round pick, just like we did with Brett Jones. I'm doing it. But he, uh, you can't trade guys away in this, in this, in this practice. He's not on my 53. Okay, because I wanted to add John Jalapio, but all right, all right. Jalapio, so l- let me, is, l- Jalapio is on mine. He's not on the roster. You can't add Jalapio. You cannot add all right, Jalapio. Well, all right. Well, then I have to take out Marcus Golden. I already have Marcus Golden on my roster. Dude, oh my! Is it, why, you are just totally ruining this exercise. Oh my gosh! You <laughs> added Marcus Golden. I did. Why? This he's is a, a gi- fifty-three. He's not on the Giants roster. He's a giant in our hearts. Come on. No. Get out of here. All right, so let's do this again because you don't know how to follow instructions. You got Andrew Thomas, Will Hernandez, Nick Gates, Kevin Zeitler, Nate Solder. That's five. Those are the projected starting five. Cam Fleming, Shane Lemieux, and Matt Parrott will be backups. So that's eight. Who do you – who else? I have Spencer Pulley and my 10th man. I went with Kyle Murphy, the undrafted guy out of Rhode Island. I think he's got some potential. You can use him at different positions. Um, and there was really nobody else. Um, and I couldn't put John Jalapio on there because he's not on the roster. So th- that's the 10 I have at the offensive line spot. I have Fleming. I have Parrott. So there you go. That's that's about that's Fleming, seven. Parrott, that's seven after the starters. There's five starters. After the starters. And then, and then you know, obviously Lemieux's added in there too. Eight. I had Jalapio because he's. I think he's going to be back, but we're taking him out. We're going to take him out. God, this was my whole plan. I was going to trade him away for a six-round pick, and I hate how you ruined my plan. I hate you. You you just didn't, like, play the game. That's like me being, like, you being, like, we're playing basketball. I'm like, oh, that was a four-pointer. Like, there's no four-pointers. But I I wanted a four-pointer. 
I'm heavy on the basketball stuff today. So you're replacing Halapi with Pulley. Yes. All right. You better have a, a replacement for uh, Golden by time. Golden. Get there. I don't want. I don't want to do this by time okay. we get there. Marcus Golden. I'm gonna. I'm gonna lose it. Uh, special teams. Aldrick Rosas, Riley Dixon, Casey Kreider. Uh, we don't need to talk about that. So that puts you with the offense and special teams. You have 28 players. So now we have 25. I have Nate Eppner too. Yeah, but he he's not a, like in the special teams. When I say special yeah, I teams, I not. say kicker, punter, long not. snapper. Got um, it. What is their position on the roster? All right, defensive lineman. And edge is not included. Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Davin Tomlinson. BJ Hill, I think I would say it's safe to say we have those four, right? Yes. Who's their fifth? I'm going with RJ McIntosh. I think every time RJ McIntosh has gone in, he like gets like he doesn't get a lot of playing time, but when he does, it's like, oh look, there's RJ McIntosh with a sack. So I pick uh, RJ McIntosh over Austin Johnson. I have Austin Johnson because he has ties to the coaching staff, and that's okay. that is why. Yeah, that was a tougher one for me, but I ended up going RJ. I'm a, I'm an RJ fan anyways, um, so I went with that. All right, so we're good on that front. All right, Edge. Lorenzo mm-hmm. Carter, Kyler Fackrell, O'Shane Zimenez are their, their guarantees. I went with five at this spot. I put Cameron Brown on there, the six-round pick out of Penn State, because you, you, know, you don't want to lose that guy to waivers. So I put Cameron Brown on there, even though he's not the guy I would – like want to put on there right away. Like he's not the guy I would have fourth on this. And so, but I, like I said, I have three extra guys. One of them was at this position. It is Carter Coughlin. I'm putting Carter Coughlin in there and he's probably above Cam Brown on the depth chart for me, but making the roster wise, I think I have Cam Brown ahead of him. So I have five guys at the spot, uh, Justin. And I have the same as you, except I'm now replacing Marcus Golden with Cam Brown. You were gonna cut our sixth round pick for a guy who's not even on the team. That's I was gonna I was gonna hope that he would make the practice squad. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. It's because I'm make I'm making a I'm making a a big time bold take at interior linebacker. Okay. All right, interior linebacker. Blake Martinez, Ryan Connolly. Uh my backups, I'm going David Mayo, obviously. And then for my fourth guy, I'm going Tay Crowder, the seventh-round pick out of Georgia. I know there was an inside linebacker, T.J. Brunson, taking ahead of him. But I like Tay Crowder much more than I like T.J. Brunson. So I'm going four at that spot. What about you, Justin? I like Crowder. He probably is better than this guy that I'm about to say. But I love him. I'm sold on him. Dominic Ross, give him to me. He's going to be the fourth-string guy. Does he even play inside linebacker, though? He can. All right. So you have Mayo as a third guy? I have Mayo as the third guy. And so you have Dominique Ross over Tay Crowder? Mm-hmm. Which, like I said, Crowder's probably a better player, but you want to know what? I'm personally invested in, in the success of Dominique Ross. Why is that? Why are you personally invested in his success? Well, because not only did we have a YouTube video on him, and not only did we cover him in depth, and we called him our favorite our favorite defensive undrafted free agent, but the dude is kind of everything you want out of an interior linebacker. He can go sideline to sideline. Uh, he's the, the athleticism in that is absolutely there. Does a lot of good things that you want to see out of an interior linebacker. So there you go. I'm personally invested. Okay. Okay. For the purposes of radio, I want it to be different than you. What about Marcus Golden? Do you have... All right, I'm, I'm going to bully you about that for the rest of the show. All right, corners. <laughs> James Bradbury is an obvious one. DeAndre Baker, as controversial as that is, I do see him making the roster. 
I counted Julian Love as a corner, Darnay Holmes, and then Corey Ballantyne. Those are my five guys. That was it. Was an easy five for me, Justin. But another guy who was an ex, one of the last men on the roster. He was the fifty-second man on the roster for me. I threw Sam Beal in there. He, you know, he had a third-round pick invested in him. He did get a little playing time. Give him a shot to come in, compete, and be on the roster. Um, you know, the, all these corners can play special teams. So I got Sam Beal. I'm carrying six cornerbacks, Justin. I am also carrying six cornerbacks. I have Bradbury, I have Baker, I have Holmes. I'm counting Love as a safety, even though it says, you know, every other every single website will say that Julian Love is a corner. Um, I, I'm going to count him as a safety. Um, so again, Bradbury, Baker, Holmes, Ballantyne, Chris Williamson, and then Sam Beal last. Okay. Wait, did we agree on all of them? Chris Williamson was added in there, and then Sam Beal's technically my sixth, my sixth uh, guy. Okay, so we just swap Williamson and Love because I have Williamson at the safety position. So I have Chris Williamson mm. as a backup safety behind Jareel Peppers and Xavier McKinney, and I'm going with my wild card at the safety spot, Mark McLaurin, my guy out of Mississippi State. He might play a little bit linebacker, but I'm listing him as a safety. And the 53 man on the roster, the 53rd man on the roster, Justin. Out of Hampton, my guy, Christian Angulo. Christian Angulo out of Hampton. Guy's a playmaker. He's fun to watch. So why not throw this guy in as a 53 man, 53rd man on your roster? Obviously, Peppers, McKinney. I already said love is a safety for myself. Drayvon Askew Henry, XFL. Let's bring him in. And Grant Haley. Ew. I I think Grant Haley is going to make a transition to safety. Great tackler. Great in the box kind of guy as, as the slot guy, but he's going to transition to safety. They're going to do what they're going to convert him. Uh, I am so off Grant Haley. What about Mark McLaurin, man? You got Mark McLaurin off your roster? Wow, that's I knew again. You're you're not picking up the purposes of radio of what I'm doing. I knew that Mark McLaurin was going to be on your roster. When I disagree with you, you can't be like, "Well, this is why I'm disagreeing with you." Why don't you just disagree with me? Can I disagree with right. you? How about that? All right, you know, all right, you know what? Fine, uh, fine. Mark McLaurin's gonna get hurt again, and he's gonna get cut. <laughs> scumbag, scumbag, Justin. That's... <laughs> scumbag, Justin. He's predicting. Make injuries. that parody account. You're not a doctor, <laughs> Justin. So we have fifty-three. Did we 53. cover it? We did. I know this. As much as we're having fun with this, we will get replies of like, "How the hell did you leave this guy off the roster?" I just know it's gonna happen. Um, and this, and I. A reminder, this is who we this is what we would do, not who we think would happen. So that's that. All right, let's do some giant stories and then we'll take a quick break. Are you ready? Cue the music. Leonard Williams was ocean kayaking, spearfishing, and boating. With skimboard legend Austin Keen, Drayvon Askew Henry was at a pit bull farm and riding dirt bikes in the hood. Golden Tate was at the beach. Dion Lewis was on a boat. John Jalapio celebrated his daughter's sixth birthday. RJ McIntosh was playing a little bit of basketball. Aldrich Rosas was jumping off a cliff, literally, but it was into water, so don't worry about it. And DeAndre Baker was working out.
Justin, uh, what piques your interest? Drayvon Askew, Henry, and Leonard Williams. Those are the two guys that I would love to be them right now. Okay, so why would you love to be Drayvon Askew, Henry? How about that? Because I actually that is the one that piques my interest the most. A pit bull farm. Okay, let's talk about it. I've never heard of a pit bull farm. What do you think about like a pit bull farm is? It's a farm full of pit bulls. That you know that would be based off of my context clues and my inference skills. That would be my guess. It is true, and I will say I did get my dog from a pit bull farm. What's up, Lucy? How you doing? She's looking at me right now. But those places are so weird, and the people that run them are even weirder, man. Like those people, you just anyone who owns a pit bull farm, I just don't trust. Uh, I will totally, I will totally judge you if you own a pit bull farm. Those guys are like they're just psychos. They're usually muscle heads, you know, doing steroids and stuff, and they have like this create like this weird view on on society. Now I'm not saying every single one, obviously. Someone's gonna be like, my uncle owns a pit bull farm. Like your uncle's a psycho. But anyways, he might he may be a good guy. Um, and they're just crazy. Like after I bought Lucy and they'll just say that they say the dumbest things They're like, yeah, I stud, I, uh, I'll stud my guy out for $50,000. Like, shut up, just shut up. It's like, you're not going to stud your dog out for 50,000. That's not realistic. Okay. And it's not even that good of a dog. And then two, like I've, they were like, they would, I remember one guy sent me a message. He was like, listen, I got this dog. It would go for a hundred thousand dollars usually. But for you, I'll give it to you th- for a thousand. It's like, well, oh. come on, dude. You can't think I'm that dumb where I'm like, I think you're giving me a $99,000 discount. It's like, you don't even know me well, man. It's like, we've known each other for a week and a half. And you and I'm supposed to be getting this $99,000 discount. So the Pitbull Farms, they just creep me out. I'll be honest. And it's just a lot of sketchy people around those places. Oh, I want to say something, but we may have to edit it out. I just um, ruined Pitbull Farms for you. Because you probably thought you, like, ooh, a nice little farm for dogs. And then I just told you the psychotic world of pit bull farms. American bull. It's not even pit bull. It's American bully farms, like bully farms. Now, what would be funny and what I'm imagining in my mind, because again, like I, I have I have a positive perception of pit bull farms right now. And you're kind of you're, you're you kind of do. you're you're ruining it a little bit for me. OK, I have an I have an innocent brain, Bobby. What I'm imagining is. Guys on steroids, big guys on steroids, but they're but they're softies at heart, and they just love their dogs. They are not softies at heart. Mm, they don't okay. really treat the there dogs you go. Really great. There you go. All right. I'm getting, I'm, and again, this is the part that I may have to edit out. I'm getting Mike Vick vibes from these pit bull farms. Yes. You don't have to edit that out because that those are the vibes you get when you go there. That's no bueno. Just look up. Like I'll I'll send you guys some. There's some weird ones. They're really not great. I'm not saying now. Don't get me wrong. Don't this. Don't say Bobby said people at Pitbull Farms fight pit bulls. But I'm just saying you do get those vibes. Not necessarily the people that are there get those vibes. That like some of the people buying them, are, uh, you get mm, those vibes from. It's that'll do weird. it. This is a really like serious and deep conversation that I'm a little ignorant about. But I'm talking about like I'm not ignorant about it because I just. Like I've been to one and like know a guy who owns one. Isn't that like seventy five percent of podcasting though? Yeah, but you know, there's going to be someone who's going to well actually us to death, and we deserve it at this point. I mean, I guess so. You know, let's talk about something happier. Leonard Williams, yeah, continues to live the greatest life ever. Ocean kayaking is so much fun. Spear fishing is a lot of fun, and then he got to go out on boat with like the 
like a skimboard legend in Austin Keene. Guy has like 666,000 followers on Instagram. I'll be lying if I said I knew who he was until I looked it up. Um, but nonetheless, that's still like, get to see this guy do all these skimboard tricks. What is a skimboard? I'm looking it up it's right like, now. It's a skimboard. And you scurf on oh, it. It's, Carter oh, it's, Coughlin it's, is a scurfer. It's, it's like a surfboard. It's not a surfboard though. It's like a, it's it's flat. You like now you could scurf on it. Carter Coffin's a big time scurfer. I did say that on Instagram recently. Yeah, good for Carter he does Coffin. That pretty often does it on the lakes of Minnesota. Um, Who was on a boat? Anything? Dion Lewis. Oh, what a life! Not very active this week. No, last week was very active. This week it slowed down a little bit. You know, and and the, like the normals like workout stuff. I don't put on there. I put DeAndre Baker. Like, but I don't put workouts like. There's other stuff going on, but I just I don't put like the very bland like look at me I'm working out Giants Nation so don't harass me so yeah that's that's basically it you got anything else DeAndre Baker is doing nothing but besides working out from dusk to dawn to show yeah. Giants fans that he is a high character guy exactly great great character guy all right let's take a break and we'll do a little <laughs> way too early 2021 free agency look. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right, let's let's do another gimmick. We're not. Ha- I don't think we're having a lot of fun doing these gimmicks, but let's get another gimmick out of the way. Like I said, let's do two gimmicks in one episode. Get them out of the way because I don't think we enjoy doing them, but I do think I do think it's a, like a good exercise to do in the dead time. Let's look at 2021 free agency. Now, this isn't our free agency plan. This isn't like, well, they're not going to pay this. These are just guys we would target that are realistic, even though I already know Justin has one that's so unrealistic. But nonetheless, we'll have it. We'll, I want to get we'll crazy talk about it. Let's, we'll talk about it um, on defense. I have like so many guys listed, and I guess that speaks to the Giants defense at the moment. So figured, let's let's go position, position by position. Justin, were there any QBs or running backs, tailbacks that – you have on like that you wrote down. I just wrote down like, Ooh, I'd be interested in that guy. I didn't no. have any QBs or running backs. No, I didn't have any QBs or running backs. Hopefully uh Gallman's contract is up this year. He's going to be a free agent. So you would think maybe, maybe they invest a, a, a mid draft, a low, low, uh, lower end of the draft kind of pick in, in another running back. Yeah. With Dion Lewis, I think Dion Lewis will actually be really successful. In the number two running back role. I, I, I'm actually pretty high on Dion Lewis. Um, Whereas if Saquon goes down this year, I'll be a, a lot more confident than I was last year with Gallman. Um, so yeah, I don't see it. now fullback. I do have one. I'm a big. I want the Giants to go out, go out and get a guy who plays fullback. Not like I said before with the ass and stuff. I don't want a guy who's converting from tailback. I want a fullback. And why not go out and get the best guy in the league? He's gonna be 30 years old. Kyle Juszczyk out of San Francisco. The guy I got him too. Beast. Kyle Juszczyk. If they get him. That is a free agency signing I will just celebrate. Now I can see San Francisco wanting to bring him back. But he is unbelievable. When you watch like what next time you watch a 49ers game, watch Kyle Juszczyk get out on the edge and block guys and tell me that it does not make a difference in their running game. Now, San Francisco probably is gonna want to bring it back. Juszczyk and Shanahan, that's a matchup that's made in heaven. Would you overpay for a guy like Juszczyk? Yeah. I would pay four to five million a year for that guy. Hmm. I, I and I believe in it because I I think especially when you have a guy like Saquon Barkley who can get out on the edge, even if we didn't have Saquon Barkley, I just think I think p- teams should invest in the fullback position because it's, I'd rather invest in that than you know your fifth defensive tackle or something. No, I mean you're you're right because 
I'm going to say this again. I, I don't know how often I've said it on Talking Giants, but r- passing out of running formations and just just playing out of running formations, it's so, so effective. Uh, your average yards per attempt is higher, typically higher, when you're passing out of running formations. You can utilize play action, and it's more effective. And when you add that fullback in there, it adds another element to Okay, you know, again, this is a running formation. This team is more likely to run when you have, when you have a fullback in there. But Juszczyk is one of those weapons that you can even have him go out. You can even have him run some routes. Didn't he, didn't he even score a touchdown during the Super Bowl? So Juszczyk is he a did. legit he weapon. He almost had so. a second one, too. Yeah. He almost so, had two touchdowns on the Super Bowl. Legit weapon. Legit weapon, that guy is. All right, let's go talk about wide receiver. This is where it gets fun. And this is where, you know, I would love to, you know, draft a guy like Jamar Chase. Like, you know, and I made that joke. But there's one guy. Now there's there's some other guys we'll talk about. But there's one guy who I would love for the Giants to target, Justin. And I think this guy is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL. AR fifteen, even though he doesn't wear number fifteen anymore. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson's a freaking beast, dude. But he has played with the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Okay, this guy has had to play with Blake Bortles and Mitchell Trubisky, arguably like the two worst first round picks, besides Dwayne Haskins of the last five years like that though that's some horrible quarterback play and justin last year he had not, like with mitch trubisky he had 98 catches um you know 1150 yards seven touchdowns we saw what he did to us against in the slot and uh you know he had a good 2018 he only played 13 games you know and uh back in 2015 justin he had the 14 touchdown season on 1400 yards he'll beat uh 28 I'm a big Allen Robinson fan, and it, just, it would be so nice to see him with a QB who can actually be accurate in Daniel Jones. He's going to cost a little pr- pretty hefty penny. And Now, I'm not saying this to be like, oh, how could you say this, Bobby, because he's way too expensive. But Allen Robinson, because a lot of people around the league recognize how good he is, he's going to cost a little bit of a hefty penny. And I think it's going to basically be... We're going to have to see how 2020 goes as to, hey, are the Giants going to maybe invest a first-round pick in a wide receiver? Are we going to invest a lot of money in a, in a wide receiver? Can this kind of 1A, 1B system of you know Tate and Shepard, can that work? Is that a thing that works in the National Football League? Or is that a thing that can work for Daniel Jones? Does Daniel Jones need kind of like a pure number one guy? Um, which a lot of people, I've been having some discussions and I've made some videos on wide receivers on Twitter. And a lot of people say that the Giants need a number one wide receiver. So according to Twitter, <laughs> we need an upgrade at wide receiver. So uh, we're, I'm excited to see how 2020 works to see how how like this this crew of guys, um, how it all works out. Because it's going to depend on what we do with free agency and stuff. I like the wide receiver trio we have, you know, obviously. And, you know, uh, I'm high on, I like Tate a lot. Shep, I like a lot. And then Slayton. I just, you know, with Slayton's, you know, um, or not Slayton, uh, Shepard's injury history and Tate, you know, his contract essentially was a two-year deal. Now, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised they bring him for a third year, but I will also wouldn't be surprised if they decide to move on. I just think wide receiver could be a position they attack next year. So, I have a few other guys, but is there anybody on the wide receiver list you want to hit on? Yeah, I have two, and they're kind of two kind of under-the-radar guys. One is Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel out of Ohio State. He is on the Carolina Panthers right now. He was kind of like a gimmick at Ohio State, but he's 5'11", 195 pounds. Uh, this past year was a year that he actually played in, in, in 16 games. He started in like 15 Dave of Gettleman those. Dave Gettleman draft pick. Dave Gettleman draft pick. Well, no, they, this is from 2017. So, yes, Dave Gettleman draft pick. That makes it even more enticing for maybe Gettleman to go 
after him. But this year, or this past year in 2019, even with a little bit of poor quarterback play, uh, he had a pretty darn good year. Uh, catch percentage was somewhat low, but as we know, as if you remember back with our Carolina Panthers where we were previewing uh, those Panthers draft classes or reviewing those Panthers draft classes, you know that for some reason, Carolina Panthers cannot produce a single receiver that has a catch percentage over 60%. It's kind of crazy. So don't really look at that, but he's really fast, Bobby. He's really fast. Uh, you know, he, oh he, he is, You're gonna he is get a burner. The people saying it. Oh, you know what we never talked about? Sorry for interrupting. Go ahead, finish. Sorry. No, no, that's that's it. Curtis Samuel, I like him because of his speed. You know, the same reason why I have Derek Dillon on my roster. Curtis Samuel can be a guy that comes in and he's just like a pure speed guy. You get him out in space. You know, hey, Sterling Shepard, let's save you those concussions, buddy. This is going to be the guy that's going to get those sweeps and you're going to do some of those fun little gimmick plays with. Say football. Oh. All right. I have been doing an in-depth study myself on my ability to say football now and i think i even just did it there where people do not like that i put i don't understand it <sighs> and i'm the Bobby... f- listen i'm the first person to make fun of you i probably make fun of you too much but i i flat out do not understand that i don't i don't get it i'm i was blown away at the amount of people who said it like i i've went and looked for it too but i just i don't know what people are like pretentious like i don't i don't know i don't no, think you even say weird it's I, the because, way you say fast annoys me, but football, I don't I don't know what's going on with that. It's because I emphasize the T in football. It's because I emphasize, instead of saying football, I say foot, the New York football giants. And I say it like, pretentious, the New York football giants. I guess people think I, I say it like that. Like you're I pretentious, mean, but just the way you say football, it doesn't I fall am, into that category. I am pretentious. No, I, I have no, a big ego. Not- I think I'm the best, so... But that's that's a topic for another day. <laughs> All right. Well, other wide receivers. Uh T.Y. Hilton, he'll be 31. Uh, but he's a guy I like, you know, if you get him on a certain kind of deal. T.Y. Hilton, he's another guy I like. Um, Keenan Allen, I put him on the list. He'll be he'll surprisingly only be 29, Justin. Whoa. Um he's missed some games here and there. You know, he missed 15 games in 2016, but he's He's played the majority of seasons. You know, he always has over, you know, 1,100. You know, he had 1,400 yards one year. He's been a good one. And then uh, uh, under the radar guy, I got. I was surprised that the Titans did not pick up his option. He'll be 26 years old. Corey Davis. Corey Davis is very talented. And he made some awesome catches for the Titans, especially with Mariota. And I think he would be someone that would fit in great with what the Giants are liking, looking for. And he's young. He's six. I mean, he's six foot three, 209 pounds. You know, this past year with, you know, a very run-heavy team, um, you know, when, when they started getting good, they were throwing the ball less than 20 times a game. Uh, you know, he had 600 yards. He had, you know, 900 in 2018. I th- I think Corey Davis is very talented, and I would love to see him get a shot with the Giants. The fantasy football community has absolutely had enough with uh, with Corey Davis and, and investing in some of these Tennessee wide receivers. But, yeah, uh, you, don't you invest a, in any Titans wide receiver yeah. for fantasy football. That's just you the have, easy one. You have a lot of, like, number one guys, like Keenan Allen. He's, like, a number one guy. T.Y. Hilton, number one guy. Corey Davis on the Giants, eh. He's not. He wouldn't be maybe your clear-cut number one, but you're you're going after some big names for the, for, for free agents. Yeah, this is it's the it's the spot where I would like to go for it's the spot where I would feel comfortable spending the most money, All right. because I want Jones to have that clear cut number one guy. Now, I don't think it's like a absolute need, but I would just like to have it. And there's a lot of holes, and you know I don't know where we're gonna be drafting, 
But I get like, you know what? If there's a really good defensive player, I'd love to be in the spot to draft him. And, you know, if we grab a wide receiver, um, we get it. So wide receiver was the one where I went like big name hunting. Yeah. Um, the rest of it, not so much. All right. I have one more guy for wide receiver. I'll be quick about this. I kind of really like Kenny Stills. And even as I was doing my research for this year, now he's on the Houston Texans right now. He was formerly on the Saints for, I think, one to two years. Then he was, then he went to Miami. He's had a, even though he's only like 30 years old, he's had a pretty, uh, he's been on like three different teams, which is kind of crazy. But Kenny Stills, he's in Houston right now. He's going to be a guy that I'm going to invest in fantasy-wise because DeAndre Hopkins left. High catch percentage, high DVOA, defensive, defensive value over average, which is top five. He was top five in 2019 in DVOA, according to Football Outsiders. His, he has a career 15.7 yards per reception, can be a, both a slot and an outside guy. So I'm kind of very high on Kenny Stills. He's kind of sneaky underrated. He's kind of sneaky good. A little bit on, you know, a little bit on the older side. If you're looking for maybe a guy that's like, you know, in his mid twenties, he's not going to be that, but uh, Kenny Stills and I'm, I can almost guarantee, unlike a lot of these guys that we've covered, you know, maybe maybe the Chargers bring back Keenan Allen. Maybe the Colts choose to bring back T.Y. Hilton. I can pretty much almost promise that Kenny Stills, because of his age and because of how many different teams he's been on, he's going to be a free agent. He's going to be a realistic option. So rooting for you, Kenny Stills. Right, right. All right, so tight ends. I wrote down Hunter, Hunter Henry's name, but I don't really believe that. You know, he's, yeah. I'm surprised he's going to be 26. I've, for some reason, you just think he's been in the league forever, but he's only 26 years old. But so I don't I don't see them going anywhere tight end. Even if they move on from Ingram, you know, you've got Caden Smith. You know, it might be some low guy, but I didn't go through the entire list. So do you have anybody in there for the tight end spot? No, but pop quiz, ballpark it. How much money is George Kittle getting paid this year? Seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. A little less, actually. A little less. Isn't that crazy? It's like it's like six hundred and seventy nine thousand, I think. Tight ends don't matter. And you should, you know, you get those guys in the late rounds like Gronk. Um, you know, you never draft a tight end early and you never pay them either, right? No, but it, it I'm they just always point- retired before the age of 30. It's just you never do it, Justin. I'm just pointing out how absolutely crazy it is. No, and it's and it's a testament to good drafting. It's a testament to recognizing good value where this guy is one of the biggest difference makers in the in the entire National Football League. He changes literally everything about your offense because he can do so many different things, including blocking, and he's getting paid less than three quarters of a million dollars. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's unbel- he's unbelievable. He you could argue that he's the best like just player in the NFL. Yeah. You really could. Um, because of how he like he's not a one trick pony at a spot where a lot of the best guys are one trick ponies. He's unbelievable. He's going to uh, be a free agent. <laughs> I would pay so much money for – I don't care how how good Evan Ingram was this year. I would just pay so much money to have George Kittle. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, now, offensive line spot. I guess we can kind of go tackle through center. Justin, a guy like – I, you know, I think he's a mauler. I think he's been asked to do play a position at left tackle. But Garrett Bowles, man, I know he's had a lot of struggles struggles in Denver, but I just like his I, I love his story, like how much he's like battled through adversity. Garrett Bowles, man, adding him is like a depth tackle piece. I just feel like he'd fit in. Maybe he's a guy you can move to guard because he is kind of a mauler. Garrett Bowles is a guy I like at the tackle spot. I wrote down Brandon Sheriff, the guard out of Washington, but I just don't see us spending a lot of money on a guard when we no. already have Kevin Zeitler and Will yeah. Hernandez and you you draft Lemieux. Um and then at the center spot. Um, 
this could be a one. This could be somewhere where we spend money. Ryan Kelly, the center for the Colts. Uh, you know, he was a first round pick out of Alabama. He started 16 games last year. He had some injury issues the two previous years where he missed a combined uh, 13 games. But he started all the games last year. He's a really good center. Uh, so I could see that maybe being another one. Mike Pouncey, he'll be 32 years old, but I just love the Pouncey twins. Um, and then David Andrews. I'm not sure how good David Andrews is. He's the Patriots center. Um, he might just be flat out bad, but just making the connection there. So th- those are some of the guys on the offensive line that kind of piqued my interest a little bit. Yeah, I have kind of written down because I was really lazy. I'm like, just just give me another Cam Fleming or Mike Remmers kind of deal at tackle. Yeah, Garrett Bowles is like a flat out just death beast for me. He's not like a ooh come in and compete, compete, you know. Yeah, Bobby, I'm kind of all in on investing big time money on our center. You know, we believe in we believe in Thomas, we believe in Parrot, we believe in Gates. So I'm kind of all in on investing big time at center. And the guy that I have down from Green Bay is Corey Lindsley. He was drafted in the fifth round, 2014. Um, I did do I did cheat a little bit. I poked at his pro football focus grades. I poked at his pro football focus scores because, you know, uh, we're not really going huge in depth right now. He graded out pretty well in a lot of different categories. He's pretty well rounded player. Whoa. Whoa. Green Bay's offensive line. They pretty have they have a good reputation as a group. They have a good reputation as a whole. So he's 28 years old. So it's not too old. That's a guy that you feel good about maybe giving a three year three year deal with some hefty money in it. So. I would feel pretty good if we invest uh, big money in that center spot. We've drafted pretty much everywhere else besides right guard, but we, you know, we acquired Zeitler through a through a nice little trade. I would feel good about if we put some money, if we put some dough at that center position. And Corey Lindsley is my guy as of right now. Right. So yeah, that, that's it for offense. On defense, I have a, a kind of a long list of names. I don't want to spend too much time on any of them, but I'll say like edge guys, Vic Beasley. You know, if he, you know, he signed a one-year deal. If he, if he has a good year, that could be someone. Solomon Thomas, you know, he was the second overall or the third overall pick by the 49ers. He's going to be 26. I know he hasn't lived up to hype, but he could be another guy like who's better than we think. Um, but I don't know. Romeo Cora, what's up, Romeo? How you been? Matthew Judon out of out of Baltimore. He's going to be 29. He's a guy I liked a lot. He got franchise tagged, but at 29 years old, I don't know if he would be willing to. I don't know if we'd be willing to sign up to a big year deal. You have Bud Dupree from Pittsburgh, who's going to be 28. Um, your boy, and I know you're going to talk about it, your boy Jordan Jenkins, who just signed a one year deal uh, to stay with the Jets. Yeah, Jordan Jenkins would be a guy that I would that I would invest in. Um, you know, they I kind of wanted them to do it this year. If there was a year to do it, it would have been this year. Uh, sneaky productive. Just know that I'm not really going to go into huge detail, but he is kind of sneaky productive. Bobby, my other edge guy, and I kind of want to get crazy. I kind of want to get crazy. Joey Bosa. But it's one thing to get crazy. It's another thing to say something that just is flat out not going to happen. The Chargers are going to bring back Joey Bosa. It's like a, it's like it's a scientific fact. Hey, this is our free agency plans, and this is what I would do. I would throw, I would throw the house at Joey Bosa. The one I would literally hope give you him can... a house. The one hope you could have is that the Boses hate the Chargers so much from those initial dealings that they just are flat out like, hey, we're just not going to come back here. We hate you. That's like the only like hope you could have. So I guess that's not the craziest thing in the world. Just throw the money at the edge, guys. It's what we got to do. It's the one. It's literally you can point to a position on this team and it's like, where is the position that is just so lacking at talent? It is edge. That is it. That is literally the only tw- position that is really I'd lacking. I'd pay $20 mil a year for Joey Bosa. There you go. Let's do it. 
I want to get crazy. Yeah, I like it. Um, other defensive guy, Denzel Perriman, the inside linebacker from the Chargers. He's going to be 27. He's another guy who feels like he's been in the league forever, but he's only 27. I loved him coming out of Miami. He's a good coverage linebacker. Uh, Devon J. Campbell, he's going to be 28. That's it kind of half for linebackers. Did you have any other, like, any other inside linebackers in there for you, Justin? No, I got one secondary guy left, and then I'm done. Now, the thing is, Justin, is we have safeties and Jabril Peppers and Xavier McKinney. But I love the safety position for this free agency. There's so many guys I like, Justin. I mean, Marcus Williams, he's going to be only going to be 24. You know, he was good for the Saints. He's known for the miracle in Minneapolis, but he's a good player. Uh, Marcus May from the Jets. I beat him in high school. No big deal. He's going to be 27 years old. And they just drafted Ashton Davis, so they might be willing to move on from him. Malik Hooker from the Colts. He's 25 years old, former first-round pick. Keanu Neal from the Falcons. He's going to be 26. He's had some injury issues, but he's he's like a nice big hitter. I think he'd kind of be redundant with Peppers. Carl Joseph, he's another guy I like, 27 years old. Um, and then, you know, if we want to keep some con- continuity on the team, we could get uh, Quentin, Quentin Dunbar. He's available. He'll be available. He'll only be 29. Andrew Adams is available, too. Again, continuity. How can you not, you have to? How can you not say something to me about saying Quentin Dunbar, DeAndre Baker's co-defendant? Uh, I just I kind of let that slide. I was gonna let I was gonna let the joke just sit, and I was gonna let it you know just be. I didn't want to comment. You've been on planning it. that since yesterday. You didn't even acknowledge oh, it, man. No, nope, didn't. I I'm not gonna acknowledge your DeAndre Baker jokes and sl- it's not slander, but we're 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 an anti DeAndre Baker slander podcast, so I wasn't even going to acknowledge it. But very pro jokes. Well, actually, I am. Justin's obviously not from the this last 30 seconds. No, no, because I've been trying to move on, and you're not letting me move on. Um, Just acknowledge it the first time, and we wouldn't have this battle. You had a good you you had good preparation where you actually brought in some nice names. I'm bring I'm going to bring in one name. I will see you guys. One guy. No, <laughs> <laughs> Eric Harris is a free safety. Um, he's in Las Vegas right now. He's with the Raiders. Um, he was undrafted in 2012. He worked at a potato chip factory. Utz. Fun fact, before he was undrafted, he was a D2 walk-on, played three seasons in the CFL from 2013 to 2015. He has good advanced numbers and coverage, showed the ability to jump routes, tackle in the open space, seems to play in a too-high system with the Raiders, so I don't know if he's a scheme fit, but fun story. He's fun to watch. The Giants do need a free safety, and I think he may be like a good mid-tier guy to kind of bring in. Boom. Cool. Cool, Cool. Eric Harris. Very cool, Eric. Uh, and I had another guy, corner, Mackenzie Alexander from the Vikings. He's going to be 28. He's had some decent advanced stats. Nothing great, but nonetheless. Do you have anybody else of free agency, Justin, for our 2021 free agency preview? No, no. This was this was an exercise that my brain had a lot of trouble with since time is confusing to me and the weather's getting warmer and the fact that this is the first time that I ever had to think of free agency when the weather's like starting to heat up as opposed to when the weather was still cold. Now you wouldn't know this. You don't have this problem. You live in Florida, but my brain couldn't compute this while I was doing this exercise today. So forgive me if I had a little trouble with this, everybody I'll be better next time. I will say I hate pre free agency because it's just so much like, like I love pre draft. I love all the speculation, but pre free agency I'm just not a big fan of. Um, I'm always just like relieved once it starts. Like, all right, let's get guys. But uh, it's even worse when you do it a year in advance. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what I'll say. So it is what it is. 
Um, next episode, I'm not going to say anything because if I say anything, stuff will happen. People will cancel. But just know that we will have a next episode, God willing. All right. So we appreciate you guys. We'll see you then. Hopefully we got something going on. Until then, let's go Big Blue.